oft with thy Lord. Abide in him always and feed on his word. Make friends of God's children, help those who are weak. Forgetting in nothing his blessing to see. Our Father and our God, we thank you once again for this blessing. Today I join with our dear loving congregation to say thank you. We don't know how much we can say, but we know how we can do it to express our thanksgiving to you. And therefore today, may you receive our thanksgiving and may you remind us as well that for us to be here is because you have done something. You spoke to somebody in the administration and to a point they were compelled to say, Egerton will resume. And so here we are. And as we give back our thanks to you, we still remember our dear staff members. Some we worship with them here, including our patrons. And it is our prayer that, Lord, you also work something for them, that they should also be able to say thank you. We pray for everyone involved, all the stakeholders of Egerton University, May you visit them as we bring back our thanksgiving to you this particular Sabbath. May you visit with each and every one of them that at some point they'll also be able to say, Thank you, Lord, you have done it. Speak to us once again. It is our prayer in Jesus' name. The virtuous worshiper is my sermon. The virtuous worshiper. We are used to the virtuous woman of uh, Proverbs. And so I'm borrowing from that particular title, the virtuous worshiper. You and me, we have come to worship God. And we want to borrow from the story of Matthew chapter 2. To guide us and to remind us that indeed there is a very high possibility that all of us are virtuous or prudent or wise worshippers. Now the book of Matthew chapter 2. It tells us about the story of a child who is born. And uh, it happened that uh, at the very day of his birthday, some people elsewhere realized that there is something strange on the skies. Now, these people had the wisdom and the knowledge of studying what is up there. And they knew everything or all that partakes the heavenly bodies. So this particular day, they witnessed something that is strange in the skies. And they decided to, con to consult with one another that what is happening? What is happening? There seems to be a strange thing that we uh, can be able to study together. And I'm seeing them putting their heads together and coming up to a conclusion that this particular one is leading us to somewhere. It is not directing us to any kind of rainy season or any kind of snow season or any season that we are used to. But this particular one, this particular heavenly body is guiding us to somewhere because there is something specific that is happening. And so I'm seeing them deciding to park and left wherever they were. And in the process of parking, you realize as we are going to read through that they did not leave anything behind. So they took all their possessions and they started the journey following this particular heavenly body and it directed them to Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. The Bible says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to where? Jerusalem. Now in their study of the heavenly bodies, this particular one, it was not a shooting star that just flies and disappears in the thin air. But this particular one was flying and leading them to a particular city, and that is in Jerusalem. And so they decided to follow it up to Jerusalem. And when they reached Jerusalem, 
it could no longer move further. So they were convinced that our science knowledge was correct. And this is where it has led us to. And so they wrote a book and said, the heavenly bodies has directed us to Jerusalem. Verse 2 says, saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his what? His star in the east. And have come to do what? To worship him. The virtuous worshippers. They were led by his star. Now do you realize that even at birth, Jesus owned the star? Hello? Mm -hmm. At birth, Jesus owned the star that could guide you. wise men. I think this name wise is ascribed to them because of their action. But what the name that is known to them, it is astrologers. These are people who are studying the heavenly bodies. And astrologers, if you go to Daniel, it will tell you these are magicians. They are also referred to as sorcerers. People who could uh, read the signs of the sky and interpret what is happening. But these particular ones, they are called wise because they are choosing to do something that separates them from all other astrologers. Hello? The Bible is silent how many they were. Do you realize that? So there could be as many as we are in this particular room. Or there could be as few as you can think of. The Bible has not given us the number of how many they, they were. But the fact is, they all travel together. So what it means, if they were shepherding, they left the work of shepherding, and they decided to go with their possession to see the greatest shepherd who has been born. So verse 3 says, When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Now when a king is troubled, the entire nation is troubled. You can see what is happening in Ukraine. And all the kings of this world are done what? Are troubled. And all the people are getting troubled as well. Yesterday I was listening to some, uh, uh, is it an economist, trying to speak of how it will affect even uh, petroleum and oil in Kenya. The likelihood of prices to go up are very high simply because of what is happening. So people are troubled because there is someone somewhere who is troubled and that is a king or a president is troubled somewhere. But my prayer is, God, if that is what will make your second coming to come as soon as possible, let it be. Hello? If that is what will fulfill Matthew chapter 24. Wars and rumors of wars. Hello? And then verse 14 says, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all the nation, and the end will come. If that is what is going to bring the end, I'm here today to say, Thank you God, let it come. Hello? So don't be worried, because our God is in control. He that owns the star is in control. Hallelujah. Verse 4 says, And when he had gathered all the chiefs, the priests, and the scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. Verse 5, So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea. For thus it is written by the prophet. Then he goes quoting the prophet, By you, Bethlehem in the land of Judah are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd many people. Israel, my people Israel. Now do you realize that it is not the Jews who are the first one to discover that a ruler is born. We could be in church carrying with us the name and the title Seventh-day Adventist. And yet we fail to realize that the king, the ruler of this world, is in control. 
those of his own. In any case, if you read John chapter 1, it will tell you they rejected him. But it took a foreigner, it took somebody, a stranger, to realize that the ruler is done what? Is born. And these strangers are called by the name the wise men. And today I'm giving them another title, the virtuous men. And so these people who are wise and prudent, they approach the king. Now realize one thing that I want us to learn, those who are leaders. And even when you are not a leader, when you go to somebody's territory, you need to be able to acknowledge that there is a leader. Now, however much the star of Christ led these people to Jerusalem, they did not go directly to where the star was pointing. Do you realize that they went straight into the palace? And they met the king, who is Herod. Now, what lesson does that come to us? That a virtuous worshiper recognizes the authority that has been placed. However much the authority will not be at par. However much the authority, the leadership, will not be willing to subject itself to the rulership of Christ as a wise and a virtuous worshiper, you need to recognize that authority. And that one sends us to Romans chapter uh, 14, right? Uh, is it Romans chapter 14 verse 1? Or 13, 13, Romans 14, 13 verse 1, that speaks about respecting the authority because they have been placed there by who? By God. Now may I suggest that you could have a leader who is also worshipping God in truth and in spirit. You don't need to overlook that leader when you need something from their territory. May I speak to the departmental leaders who are here? That God has put you there with a purpose. And the people will be approaching you because they have seen a star that is shining in your department. Hello? And they want to worship God through that department. Friends will be looking at Yusda and they have seen a star standing in Yusda church. And so when they come, we who are here, we should be able to say welcome. Come in. So these virtuous men, they go before the king and they openly speak to the king. How many times do we hide from the good news of the coming savior? But I'm seeing a people who are so wise that when they approach the king, they go straight to the point that we have come to worship him. Hello? We have come to do what? To worship him. How many times do we fear to uplift Christ within our peer? How many times do you fear to even be associated with your church when you are outside there? That is, it is on a Sabbath day like this, we can proudly walk as Seventh-day Adventists. But, hello? Yeah. During the course of the day from tomorrow henceforth, you will find them even the way they dress does not reveal that these people are walking in Christ and Christ is in them. Hello? And so you will see them changing from the church court dressing to the worldly dressing. You see them in church and you see them out there, you will think these are twins. They are two people, different people. But it is the same person. May I also suggest that there are some, not you of course, who have two lives. At home you are known differently. But in school you are known differently as well. And the two differences are so different. <laughs> that when those who are at home see you in school, they will say, no, this is not somebody from our village. May I suggest that those who are wise and virtuous worshippers, they represent God. Home and far away from home. You will not hide from your God. I have studied with the PKs, pastor's kids, who encompass the, 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 the top in terms of drinking. 
walevi hatari drug addicts but you come back to church they are the ones inviting you to preach well dressed i tell you hello that is not you but if you are inside here i'm here to call you back to be a virtuous worshiper amen and so let me cut it sh- uh, uh, short because we understand this story they introduce themselves to the king very prudent and the king tells them do you know what i also want to see this king i have an appetite to worship that same king that you have introduced to me so go and come back when you know exactly where this king is come and tell me let me ask you a question do you think the person of the caliber of herod could fail to know where jesus is with all the state machineries he only needed to to signal the people in their respective villages if there is any stranger who has been born and he could know it hello may i suggest to us that there are times when the devil uses true worshipers to want to accomplish his mission and that's where you'll find a christian like you and me putting somebody on the rope hello in the name of a blind love hello in the name of a toxic relationship the devil is using so many of us as youths to place some people's life on the rope through unhealthy relationships however much we have come to worship god we need to worship him as virtuous worshipers people who will deliberately say in this relationship you have put me in god even if it comes to parting nobody will also end their lives because it belongs to you i myself will not also end my life because it belongs to who it belongs to you so the devil is so cunning that even as we are seated here he could be trying to use some of us to accomplish his mission Hello So they went I'm interested with what they are doing when they went But allow me to say this that the true virtuous worshipper when they met Christ we are now in verse 11 that is my interest verse 11 our key text What are the actions of these true worshipers that we can learn and remind ourselves to those who are virtuous worshipers today we are just doing a revision of how we come before the king of kings how we appear before the lord of lords what actions do we do when we come before the king of kings as virtuous worshipers verse 11 the scripture says this Wait a bit. Verse 10 says, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. Now what it simply means, by the time they were at the palace, the star was also somewhere waiting for them to finish the introduction. Hello. And thereafter proceeded with them now to the venue where the king was born. Now that is to tell you that even when you stand before men and women who are satanic in nature the presence of Christ is still above you you don't need to wonder you don't need to panic because the honor of the call is with you hello i'm trying to imagine that if it had departed from them then the king would have ordered for their jail Maybe the king would have used a different approach to handle this particular wise man. Hello. Angeamua kwa am twist. Awa chain ili watembee na soldiers wake mpaka mahali mfalme yako. But because of the presence of the star above them, it changed the conversation of the king. May I suggest to you that even when you are faced with a problem and a challenge, look up. Hallelujah. Look up. because the sun is there the sun is up there 
and because the son is still up there on the throne interceding for you and me i want to suggest to you that there is no challenge that will finish you as long as you look up one of the challenge with the youth not you of course those others is that they are so much into making up than looking up niulizie neiba 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 how long did you take to make up yourself <laughs> and how long counting to this man of god who is pointing you to look up to finish <laughs> you know it's so funny this world that a lady can take 20 to 30 minutes on the mirror making up and wish for the someone to take 10 minutes and we go back to the same mirror <laughs> all right i'll not disappoint you you are fearfully and wonderfully made amen and so you need to go back to that mirror to confirm no wonder you will see some ladies not these ones these ones are virtuous worshipers some ladies in the afternoon will have a different makeup uh-huh. Uh, the mouth will have maybe ni, ni juice ataenda kunywe so hiyo rangi atasahau kuivuta atakuwa hapo kwa mdomo how long do you take to look up than making up so i'm here to suggest to you who is struggling with self esteem and you are doing all it takes to make yourself up uh uh-uh. from today start looking up because the one that created you fearfully and wonderfully is willing to confirm to you that you are okay so you need to doubt not doubt him not hallelujah so ugeukia jirani yako mwambie neiba neiba take more time in looking up you know men could be smiling and telling the lady so loudly men <laughs> you are not left out these are virtuous men who are looking up to the star to lead them to christ Hello If you see a man so much concerned of six packs and those biceps and triceps ah uh-uh, tell that man stop making up look up look up Hello and so they go look, looking for every opportunity where they can walk naked and they know at the swimming pool I can do that and they always find themselves at the swimming pool for people to be able to see their backs Hello You have been given a jersey to play and those are the people when they score they will remove the jersey and throw it away <laughs> to tell you okay I'm also here I took time to make up eh and the ladies will be wow they are not concentrating on the goal but on the body mm. a virtuous man takes more time in looking up because up there there is a star that has been put to guide you to the king of kings hallelujah so they look at it and they reach verse 11 it says this and when they had come into the house what did they do they saw the young child with who mary his mother now they did not see anything else they saw two people number one, it is the child what is your priority when you come to church do you come to see the mother Hello This mother could be in the name of the preacher who is preaching for us today mm. And so if you know this person is not a powerful preacher you call it a day even before they begin preaching May I suggest to you that you came to see the mother <laughs> Hello Ah <laughs> uh-uh. this one is is so common in youths that even when you go for big meetings and rallies you will be able to ask who is the preacher It is Dr. Kesis. Hiyo tutamiminika. Hello. It is Randy's kit. Hiyo tutajaa. Mm. It is our elder. Okay. Sawa sawa. Tutajaribu. Not you, the other elder. <laughs> tutajaribu. Hiyo ndio wakati unajuaga wanafunzi wako broke. They remember. The guest speaker will remind them that they are student and so they are broke and so they will not go. Hello. <laughs> But may I suggest to you when you come to worship as a virtuous worshipper 
the first person you see when you come to church is the child, and that is the child, Jesus Christ. When you look around your neighbor, do you see that Christ in them? Hello? You know, we see them physically. Through the person sitting next to you, or do you see that particular person, Munyalikunyaganya, boyfriend and girlfriend? Ah. And so you live and choose to sit in a different chair. And when they come to sing up front here, you are not seeing the son who is being presented in the music. You are seeing that heartbreaker. That boyfriend is snatcher. That gossiper. You know, I'm not speaking of you, I'm speaking about them who are not Vashia's worshippers. Amen? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But if you are here and uh, your eyes are sending you to that enemy, may I bring you back to the true virtuous worship? That you need to seek the sun first when you come to church. What it simply means, the moment you enter there, you close your physical eyes and put on your spiritual eyes and you see, you see everyone as your brother and sister. Amen. Simply because the one holding that kakitasa is an enemy. And so you'll say, I'd rather go and eat mandazi with my money. You're not giving to this person. Mm -mm. Now let me go a step ahead. When they saw the child and Mary, the mother of Jesus, what did they do? This is very interesting. And they fell down and worshipped her. Thank you. You are concentrating. And they worshipped who? And so you find so many people going to and worshipping her. Hello? And worshipping her. You have seen them. I'm sorry our friends who are an Adventist, but I may tell you the truth that when you go to church to worship her, it is not biblical. Because even the virtuous worshipper, when they met there, they saw the two of them and they chose fasciously to worship the right person. And that is the son. Hello? So why go bowing down to Mary? Why struggle to pray through this mother of Jesus, Mary? Hello? If you find them, tell them that the virtuous worshippers, they decided to bow to worship who? Christ, as young as he was. As young as he was. I think common sense would have said, between these two, the mother is older. So let us worship the mother. Uh-uh. But a virtuous mind says this, I will worship the right person. And that is Jesus. Hallelujah. And so those who are struggling so much to put this child in the test tube, let me repeat this. There are so many of us who are struggling to quantify this child called Jesus. Hello? Hello? They have put him in a laboratory and they are trying to measure him. Are you really three in one? Or are you one in three? Hello? Hello? Uh-huh. Am I raising something in your, eye, in your mind? Now it depends with who you are coming to worship as a virtuous worshiper. If you are coming to worship Christ, you will accept what he has said he is. And that is all. You will not labor so much to prove who he is. Because he has already done it for himself. Hello? And so God has revealed himself to us the way he desires us to know him and to understand him. Hello? May the Lord give us the wisdom to worship him and him alone. And so they worshipped him. And the verse continues the, showing the actions of worship. This is my interest. We are here to thank God for bringing us back together. And we have come here as virtuous worshippers. Now listen to what the virtuous worshippers are doing before the king of kings. Who at that particular moment could not even recognize who could not even recognize what are they doing humanly speaking. 
but they decide to do one thing. And what are they doing? And when they had opened their treasures, this is why I said they decided to pack everything to go and worship God. How much have you left when you came to worship God? Hello? How much do we leave behind when we are coming to serve God? There are people who live so much in their rooms that the time they leave worship and go back to their various rooms, they feel at peace in their room more than how they were at peace in God's presence. Hello? So they came with all their treasures and they opened. And when they opened their treasure, I'm interested in the content in their treasure. Now, this is what it says. They presented gifts to him. Now, it continues to define these gifts. The type of gifts they presented to him. Number one, they gave him gold. Frankenstein, number two. Is it Mir or Mir? How do you pronounce that? Maya. It depends with the Nazareth school teacher. Alright. They presented three things. Now, very quickly, what do those things signify? Now, gold was a treasure that was given and was uh, associated with the kings alone. Now, when the true worshippers are coming to Christ, what they are proclaiming loudly is that we are bringing all the gold to the king and this time round, not just the king, because we left another one in the palace, this is the king of kings. So the mention of gold is simply saying that the virtuous worshipper, they recognize that Christ is the king of kings. And that's why they gave him gold. Because it belonged to the palace. Number two, frankincense. Now, frankincense was something that was possessed with the priest. Hello? Now, when you go to the sanctuary, I, I pray that God gives us that grace to, at one point, to study the sanctuary. Frankincense was also used with a high priest, you know, to, to bring that aroma, yeah, that sweet scent. Yeah? Now, this was something that was in the hands of the priest. Now, what they are simply proclaiming very loudly is that whoever we have come to worship, all the way from the east, just like you and me, we have come from all the corners to come and worship together in Yuzda. Hello? As wise worshippers, they are proclaiming that this is not just the priest, but it is the high priest. Hello? So they are acknowledging this child as the high priest. And you re realize that that title, Christ walks with it throughout his ministry. He serves as the high priest. And of course, some will say in the order of who? Melchizedek. Now, you said it's called Mar? That one. Me, I say Mir. Because I see so many R's there. Now, the, the, the Maya was a, a possession very particular for the prophets. This was something that was in the possession of who? Of the prophets. Now, what they are simply proclaiming by bringing this particular kind of gift to Jesus, they are saying, among all prophets who have existed, we are here as foreigners to acknowledge you as the mighty, the highest, and the most honored prophet than anyone. Hello? Now that is what it signifies. Now let me move ahead. Question is, where are the virtuous worshippers today? Where are the virtuous worshippers today? Revelation 14 verse 7 gives us a secret. Three things, and then I conclude. Three things, three characteristics of a virtuous worshipper who has come not to worship the mother of Jesus, not to worship this elder, not to worship this pastor, but to worship the one that the pastor and the elders are uplifting, and that is Christ himself. Now, what do they do? Revelation 14 verse 7. It says, someone can read it from your end. Saying with a loud voice, 
fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment has come worship him that makes the heaven and the earth and the sea and the fountain of waters now three things from that verse it begins by saying and fear now fear it is a virtue for a virtuous worshiper when you come before god and you don't have any fear in you you know fear is what the children's story reminded us obedience reverence hello that you can come before god and all that you are doing is planning how you will make that deal succeed in the house of god and so you find somebody with the same phone that has a bible but on the other page they are striking a deal does that person fear the lord maybe in their own formula but reverence to god means giving your all the wise men they gave their all to this son who was born hello they were rich people they were wealthy people and they decided to fear god with their possession now those who fear god may i suggest you'll not be afraid to give what you possess to god we have been requested to register with 200 shillings i don't want to To, to suggest that there are people who don't fear God with their cash and that's why they have decided and even the semester will end before they register but for a virtuous worshipper will know one thing that yes in this house where we have come to worship God finances are needed and so I will be reverent to God even in my pocket and I will give for the sake of mission hello so may I encourage you may I encourage you to fear the lord even in your possession were it that they did not fear god they would have left their treasures and they will try to prove this star so that they can scientific knowledge of what they have studied about the star but the fear of the lord made them to carry their possession their treasures to the king of kings number 2 it says and give glory Glory is a component of worship. And when we come to church for us to know that we are worshiping Christ there has to be an attribution of glory to him and not to our church. I don't know if you have been to any church and you feel like this church is so good. Hello. Simply because of the chairs that you sit on. simply because of the way the programs are conducted but may i suggest the glory of the lord when it fills the church even if you sit on those wood you will still feel the presence of christ and you will be very comfortable to worship him because his glory is what is there in the afternoon we will see the outcome of what happened in the garden of eden when the glory of god departed that is in the afternoon number 3 The verse says worship him. Worship. Now virtuous worshipers are virtuous because of the worshiping. The worshiping element is so important. And may I suggest to all of us that when we come to worship the Lord, there is something we can learn from these virtuous men. One thing we can learn is that they decided to give. Hello? So may I suggest to you who is a Christian who comes to church to worship him and fail to give that your worship is not complete. Hello. Your worship has started simply because you have decided to leave your rooms to come and give your time to worship him. So you have started the job but you have not qualified it. Hello. For you to qualify it you need to begin the journey like the men began their journey all the way from the east and when they came they did not go back with their treasures they gave and so you when Jesus is saying now it is my time to enter Jerusalem and he sends somebody and he says go to a certain place you will find two things 
punda na mwanapunda. Sitaki punda, niletee mwanapunda. Hello? And the next statement says, if anyone asks you, tell them who wants it. Uh-uh, who wants it? Uh-uh. Uh-uh, I want the other translation. Who wants it? The owner wants it. Now, when did Jesus become the owner? Do you realize that everything at birth was given to him? Hello? I want to trickle your mind a little bit that Jesus at some point is facing the tax collectors and a question is thrown to him. Does your master also pay? And then Jesus says, go to the sea and you will find what? Fish. And inside that fish, how many will you find? Two. Bring them. Hello? Now, this is a proof to show you that he knew right from birth everything was given to him. And may I suggest to us that the kind of treasure that was given to Jesus, it was enough to last the ministry of Jesus while he was on earth. And so a question I was whatever you give today, can it be able to make God's mission to move? Hello? And so a good song that we sing, Kama uwezi safari, wenda inchi zambali. Waweza fanya nini? Kwa zaka na sadaka, watoa nini? Msaada. Kama harun muamenifu. Uenua nini? Now those are characteristics of virtuous worshippers. They know that this coin, yes, I am a student, and when I give, I'm giving for one reason, because of the mission of God. That Christ needs to be uplifted. Hello? He needs to be uplifted. And so when I give, I give for his cause. Now, let me ask a question. Why do you pay school fees? Why have you paid school fees? For fear of being chased? Or because you value education? Hello? Why have you been paid school fees? And those who pay for themselves, why do you pay your school fees? May I suggest that this is now where the difference between a virtuous worshipper and a normal worshipper is. Hello? A virtuous worshipper will be able to pay fees not because of fearing to be chased away from school, but because they value, they value the education. Hello? And so they will do everything possible for them to raise these fees, for them to get this value that is inside the world. The education system. But for those who are fearing to be chased away, they are just normal students. They are but normal students. Thank you. And so I ask a question. Why do you give your tithe and offer? Are you fearing the curses of God? Or is because of the value that God has put inside the promise of giving. A virtuous worshiper will give because they realize one thing that in uh, Malachi 3 verse 8 to verse 12, it has pronounced two things. Actually verse 12, it has pronounced the value of a worshiper who gives while worshiping. Are you there? And all the nations shall call you blessed. For ye shall be a delightsome land, says who? The Lord of hosts. How many people are calling you blessed worshippers? There is a value when you give. Go back to verse 8. Verse 9. Look at this. There are people who give because they fear this. Verse 9. Malachi 3.9. You are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. And so may I suggest to us that there are some people who will be hoping from one relationship to the other because to them it is a curse upon a curse. Hello? So, next time you find yourself in a heartbreak, go back on your knees and ask God, 
with this faithfulness that I have, why am I experiencing this? Then may I suggest to you, that heartbreak, the Lord will be answering you indirectly to say, I sent you to the life of for you to help them to change. Hello? And because you have accomplished my mission, they have changed. I am removing you from that relationship. That is for a virtuous worshipper. Now for those who are normal worshippers, you go to a relationship and the, the time you left, you have left something else. I'm holding my stomach. You have left something else inside that lady. That one is not coming from God. So that heartbreak did not come from God. When God sends you to a relationship to correct it, you put that person at peace when you leave. Hello? So zile relationship umepitia na umemwacha huku. Ama umemwacha umeharibu, umeharibu. Hello? Umechukua Kenya ingechukuliwa na mwenyewe. Aa, mjanielewa. You go snatching the virginity. Pew! And the heartbreak becomes so painful. That one is not God who sent you there. Ulijituma mwenyewe. But yenye mungu atakutuma, atakutuma kwa maisha ya huyu, ili weze kumusaidia arekebishi. Na akimaliza hiyo shuguli ya kurekebika, mungu anakutoka. Breaks. Hello? <laughs> the name of heartbreaks. Now, go to the next verse. Verse 10. Now look at this. There are people whose relationships, the windows have been closed. You are academics. You are almost finishing. And you are here, you want to redeem the semester. But nothing is coming forth. Why? The windows have been closed. Nothing is being poured academically from heaven. Because of the way you come to worship who? To worship God. Hello? The windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that there shall be not uh, be room enough to receive it. This cuts across. There are those who will spend so much in uh, hospitals in terms of health. Reason being, the blessings, that window that has your blessings of health is still closed. Hello? But a virtuous worshiper who knows the secret of giving, they will give and the window of healing will be opened. Hello? Nisaidia kuuliza neiba. 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 How many windows are closed in your life? And may I suggest to you, if you are struggling so much with finding finances, go and ask God to open that window and he will remind you. He will remind you one thing. We will not read it. But Deuteronomy 16 verse 16, it is a declaration that whenever you come before God, do not come empty-handed. Hello? So, those who have the habit of coming empty-handed, I'm asking you today, will that window ever be opened to you? It can be opened if you choose to be a virtuous worshiper. Luke chapter 6, verse 5. We have come to worship. And we have come to worship the same person who the wise men went to worship. But now the difference is here. Are we going to be put in a category of virtuous worshippers like the wise men or we are going to be categorized just like any normal worshipper? Luke 6 verse 5 says this. And he said unto them that the son of man is also the lord of the and when is today? Sabbath. Now this lord of the Sabbath we have come to worship. But the question is that I'm leaving you with how are you coming to worship this Lord of the Sabbath? How are you coming to worship this Lord of the, of the Sabbath? But I suggest to you, every virtuous worshiper will know Psalms 116. They will be able to say, thank you God. I called upon your name and you listened to me. And therefore, verse 11, verse 12, it says that I will come before all men and give my thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Mine is to pray with us. If you are there and you are saying, God, yes, you have made me to be a virtuous worshiper. I want you to stand. You are also praying and saying, God, possibly 
my windows have been closed because of how I come to worship you. I also invite you to start and you are saying, God, may you open those windows. I have struggled in different relationships. I pray that you open that window of relationship. I have struggled financially. I pray that you open that window of finances. I have struggled with my health. I pray that you open that health window. And the secret is, how do you come to worship the Lord of the Sabbath on Sabbath? And so you are here and you are saying, God, with the little that you put in my hands, help me to be faithful to you. Help me to be a virtuous worshiper. Hallelujah. I want you to pray in your heart. Ask God. He knows the windows that he has closed. And he knows the exact windows he has closed because of you failing to worship him virtuously. He knows those windows. And make a commitment in your heart that, dear Lord, henceforth, as I come before you, as the Lord of the Sabbath to worship, teach me to be faithful. Dear Lord, thank you for choosing us this day to come and worship you, the Lord of the Sabbath. Thank you for reminding us that when we come before you with our thanksgiving, we need also to be virtuous. We need to be deliberate in our worship. We need to reverence you. We need to give glory unto you. We need to worship you even with our possession. There could be so many windows that are closed in our midst. Lord, I pray that 2022 will be the year when all those windows will be open. And that we will not even hear of people struggling in one line of life or the other because there belongs your children whose windows have been opened in that particular line. And so their blessings will outpour to their fellow friends. It could be spiritually. Somebody is suffering, praying and not seeing as if the prayers are reaching you. But here comes an Adventist whose windows of prayer have been opened. They can be able to inspire this one. For them also to be spiritually upright. Be it in relationships. Someone has been struggling in unhealthy, toxic relationships. Lord, I pray that you teach them the secret of opening that window. Someone is struggling even with their grades academically. May you teach them the secret of opening that academic window. And you have said it, Lord, test me, test me. I wish you said test me through observing the Sabbath. More of us will be having those windows open because we observe the Sabbath the right place. But you have chosen to say, test me through your tithe. And maybe that's the reason why we are struggling. May you teach us to come out of the struggle. Thank you, dear Lord, once again. For bringing us back together in our campus. Where you will be reminding us of your word. So that we can be able to point many to Christ. Listen to the prayers in the hearts of your sons and daughters. And to those who are walking upright with you, may you continue blessing them lest they fall. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.